the Holy Spirit just prompting me. Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. We're God's children. We're following Jesus and we are denying ourselves and taking up our cross. It's a daily walk. It's every day. It's not just Sunday. It's not just the high holidays, Christmas, Easter. It's every day. God loves his people and he wants to fellowship with them every day. We're his chosen ones. We're called to be a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. Quick, bring it on. Bring it on. We are here on the podcast, Bringing It On. We are here with Janet Latham from JanetLathamTalks.com. And Janet Latham has been a Christian for over 40 years. She is passionate to see every believer living life directed by heaven. And her own missed opportunities have strengthened her resolve to help as many people as possible to become overcoming Christians. So motivational teacher, Janet Latham, glad to be speaking with you, Janet. Yeah, thanks, Roman. It's really good to be here. And I'm really glad to be able to have this opportunity to share some of the things, how God has led me over this 40-year time of being a Christian. And it's been an incredible journey with God for the past 40 years. And I'm 60 now, so I've learned a few things in that time. And I'd love to share with other people how, how I got through some trials and tragedies and how they can too. Let's do it. The world needs more positivity. It doesn't need any more of that negative stuff. So what have you learned? What has your journey been like? What do you have to share with us? I was quite young when I became a Christian and it was through quite miraculous circumstances. And I ended up in a small church where they preached the gospel. And I heard God's message lots of times before it actually sunk into my heart. And I heard about that Jesus had died on the cross and take, took my sins on the cross and how he, he was buried and how he rose again and how he can come and live in me and change my life. And I was about 11 years old, so I didn't have a comprehensive understanding at that time. And the church that I was going to was very encouraging and very caring. And a couple of years into that journey with Christ in my life, my mother got cancer and she died and it was a, it was a very hard road then because children were not really helped to grieve properly. So I wasn't really helped to grieve properly. So I was left with a very big scar and a very big hole in my life because my mother had died. And I was very blessed to have the women in the church were very caring to me and they mothered me and I didn't miss out totally on being mothered properly. Getting into a community of believers where people can surround you with love and care really helped me to get through that time during the grief and the family dynamics were hard there. So I was very blessed to be positioned to have God's grace and mercy to me during that time. And then after that, my dad he got connected to a, another woman who she had her own family. So she was already married. So she moved in with us and she was an alcoholic. And it was quite traumatic for us to live with someone who was so volatile in when she was drinking. And I, um, I really 
prayed and sought the Lord. And she did stop drinking and she became a wonderful stepmother to me. Again, quite miraculous what God did through that. But it was still a troubling time and trying to come to terms, especially as a young, as a teenager. And teenagers are pretty volatile as it is and your emotions are all over the place. So it was growth in my spiritual walk and strengthened my character as I saw quite unkind things happen at home. Hmm. Well, you, you have gone through a lot, even just from the little taste you've given us so far. And there's a lot to think about already, about the support system, about making the best of your situation, about preying on something instead of just taking action, just settle. And that whole idea of knowing that there is a plan for you and then knowing that there's that combination of you'll be okay, you'll be taken care of, but also you have to strengthen yourself and to do some of this mental work in order to navigate the situations that are not ideal, but can have a positive outcome. And you've been through these things with mother and the alcoholic stepmother and navigating teenagers and high school. And so what sort of person did you grow into? How did you become better? And what sort of like achievements did you enjoy afterwards? I think what I endure, what I achieved really was a strength of character and an ability to endure. Like the Bible talks about, we rejoice in our sufferings because suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. Because I've been through these things, even in these troubled times that we're living in at the moment, I have hope and I know that God is in control. And because I have that hope, I can instill that hope in other people who are maybe not as far along the journey as, as I am and maybe has not had that opportunity to build some spiritual muscles to endure the process because we are in a troubled time. And God really has the only answers and the answers are in the scriptures. And one of the things that I've really felt a sense of accomplishment is actually learning the scriptures and being in the scriptures every day and meditating and, and getting the scriptures deep down in my heart. And I was out in the garden one day and all of a sudden I just had this thing where trust for God just dropped from up here into my heart. And it was an incredible experience. I've had a lot more peace since that happened to me. And it really has happened because every day I'm studying the scriptures and going over scriptures that I've learned. And there's such wonderful promises in the Bible. And the more I get to know about God the, and the more I come to him in prayer and get to know he, him personally, not just about him. So if you're married, you don't just read the love letters and and that's just like reading the Bible. It's like reading a love letter from God. You don't just read the love letters and ignore the person. And I guess I'm learning still to connect with God every day and talk to the Holy Spirit through the day for wisdom, for guidance. And it's been an incredible journey because through that endurance of those problems that I've been through, I have developed into a strong, I think a strong character and recognizing that I do have weaknesses and leaning on God for his strengths in my, in those troubled times. And I really do 
even though the world seems crazy at the moment and there's a lot going on, I have hope, a lot of hope for the future. I, I like your mindset and your outlook, this idea of strengthening your spiritual muscles and the subtext that what you focus on grows. Like you were saying, you don't just read the love letters. If you were to go to school to become a doctor, you wouldn't just read the textbooks. You go to class, you have homework assignments, you go out and do actual activities. And in the same way with your spirituality or your faith, if you just dabbled, then you would get dabbling results. But if you know that this is a thing that I need to be working on daily, knowing that there's no end to it, it's just a lifelong process, then that gives us the focus on where it should be. Whereas you're saying you're navigating the, the problems in life and figuring out this endurance. And it sounds like a lot of it for you is also getting that perspective of are things really this bad or is it really that hopeless or is there a plan? And as far as the idea of the plan, something that I've been thinking about lately, Jana, is there may be a plan, but us mortal beings are not always let in on the plan, right? There's the story with the, the flood and the guy sitting on the roof and the, the boat, the rowboat comes and he says, oh, I don't need a rowboat. God will help me. And a helicopter comes. He says, I don't need it. God will help me. And then when he dies and gets to heaven, God says, sent you those things. So I think about that all the time about how if whatever situation I'm in, whatever struggles, difficulties, then the help that arrives, I might not even recognize it. And so that's why we need to be doing this sort of deep recurring thinking that you're talking about just to, to know how to proceed forward. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is, is talking to God and listening to God. Like, I think one of the key things to accelerating your, your spiritual life is actually learning to hear God's voice. And he speaks out of the scriptures, but he also speaks by the Holy Spirit, like direct to you. And it is like having a conversation with someone sometimes, and sometimes you think, God might give you a, a vision or a dream. You think, what's that about? And you just start asking God the questions. What's this about? What are you trying to teach me? Why can't I get this? Is there a blockage in me? Why can't I get this? And I think the more you do that, the more it's like God is this big mystery, but he wants us to discover the treasure in the mystery of him. And I guess it's like any relationship. When we're married, we first get married, we have no idea what our husband or wife is going to be like till we really live with them. We spend time, we talk, we see how they react to different circumstances. And we can know God like that because we can see his beautiful creation. We can see the things he's done in history through reading the scriptures and seeing how he reacted with people through the Bible. And we can know now through the church community, the Bible says that we would, people would know that we are his disciples by our love for one another. And I think everything in the world at the moment is trying to tear down relationships, tear down the family, tear down marriages, tear down the real love between parents and children. And the Bible says that Jesus said, that we would be known by our love. So when everyone else is hating on each other, everyone else is angry, God's people are supposed to be loving and kind and tender hearted towards people. And boy, do we need that at the moment. I agree that the idea of turning the other cheek or the idea of if someone else is negative, it's natural, it's tempting 
to be even nastier in return. And where does that get you? And it hurts you more than the other person. So there's so much to think about philosophically, especially with, like you said, the world situation and the conflict, and there's no limit of things to be stressed out about. And I really like your thinking here about sometimes the messages appear in different forms, right? You might notice something or you might have a dream with some kind of symbol and it expresses yourself later. So do you have any fun stories to really drive that point home of a message that you received in some way that didn't make a lot of sense, but then at the right time, you were able to apply it? Does anything come to mind as far as these cryptic hidden secret messages? One time... I just heard this word and it wasn't a word I ever use and it, just a random word that I thought. But when I looked it up in the dictionary, because it wasn't a word that I was familiar with at all, it just made perfect sense for that time what, what was happening. And that was, that's one. But I have had a lot of dreams that have helped me understand what I was going through. One dream recently where I dreamed that I was in a, a big station like a railway station and God and preaching in the station was my husband and he was these young people about God at railway station and I came down and all of a sudden I was completely deaf and I couldn't hear what he was saying and after I woke up I thought a lot about that why did God show me I was deaf and I thought, maybe I'm not li really listening to my husband and listening to what he's having to say. Maybe I'm not really listening to God because God, the representation of God can be as a husband. He talks about in the book of Hosea that I'm your husband. And I guess, am I really not listening? Why am I deaf in this dream? Um, yeah, so that was, an, that was a recent dream that I had that made a lot of sense to me that Maybe I'm really not listening as closely as I should be to what you're saying. That's really cool. That's like very like literal message, but then you apply it figuratively towards your situation. And I think all the time about how I, sometimes I get too stressed out or I overthink things, but then you figure that there are people out there that are just going through life and they're not even aware of all these things they should be paying attention to. And there's probably a sweet spot somewhere in there where you're not thinking so much that you just are filled with anxiety, but you also are considering some areas of your life that maybe you had not considered, like maybe I need to be listening to my husband. And so that's covering some of what is on your mind and what you're up to. And what do you see as the problems that humans in general are having today, right? There's so many things happening. There's so many reasons to be negative or stressed out, but where are people stuck? And what do you have to say about getting people out of whatever current mess they're in? I think one of the big problems is people's emotions are running away with them, people's fears, and it, it takes away the ability to think straight when you're, uh, when you're in an emotional state, whether you're crying or raging or anxious. It stops your ability to think clearly. And the Bible says, um, the apostle Paul wrote in the Bible, he said, do not be anxious about anything. And we just see some, so much fear and anxiety 
at the moment because there's so much going on and people are just bombarded with it in the media. And sometimes we just have to turn that off and not listen to it. Don't be anxious. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, which is another word for a type of prayer, present your requests to God. Let your requests be known to God. So what's troubling you? Tell God about it. Talk to God about it. And then it says, there's a promise that comes on the end of that, the peace of God, which is not like the world's peace. It's this incredible peace that comes on you that you just can't explain. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And then it says to think, think about whatever's lovely and pure and honorable. But I think people, a lot of people are thinking about things like death and destruction and war and famine and all the things that like are bombarding us, crazy things happening in the world. But because we're just watching the television instead of what's God's word say, how do we hear what heaven is saying about this? What's heaven's perspective? And I really like to think that people can gain heaven's perspective and come out from what the world, what's happening in the world in their spirit and in their soul and be not disconnected from it, but countercultural. I like that a lot. You can know that the big, bad, scary world is out there. You're not ignorant of it, but you say so much of this is noise that I can know it's there or get a taste of it. But when I know it's no longer serving me, I can shut that out and say, well, let me look over somewhere else and let me look at all the goodness and what comes from heaven, not just from what's happening from the earth, but what's happening from all these kind of higher planes where it's a lot more uplifting and it can actually get me somewhere and it can make me happier, give me clearer thoughts or give me a purpose or a path as opposed to just this cycle of fear that doesn't do anybody good. And so this is some deep stuff. This is a lot to think about. And how has it translated to your accomplishments? Are you doing a speaking or what are you doing out there to further get your message out there and to further your own endeavors in your business? What I'm doing is I just speak to people whenever, wherever I can and tell them about God and how much God loves them. And how much God is interested in their life and interested in them as a person and how much he gave, like the cost, the price that being willing to be paid for them is the life of Jesus, the life of God's son has been paid on their behalf and how much he wants to connect with them and how much of a plan and purpose he has for their welfare to give them a future and a hope. And that wherever I can, I want to proclaim that message. I love that. And you've mentioned how God speaks in different ways. There's the scripture method, there's the dreams, there's the you pray, there's the things that are expressed out there in the real world. But it's easy for people to get off track or get misinformed. So do you think, is there anything that really grinds your gears? Like, does anyone get something really wrong with God or Christianity or with their faith? Is there any just really big mistake you're seeing or misinterpretation that you want to correct? Over the years, I've had a lot of misconceptions and I have a, in the beginning of my Christian walk, I was not told a lot about God, the Holy Spirit and how God, the Holy Spirit can empower us. And 
all of that time I was taught against the gifts of the spirit, speaking in tongues, miracles. That was all in the past. That was a big error in the church that is still perpetuated in some churches. That was all for the past, but God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he hasn't changed. He's not gone from a not doing miracles, doing miracles, God now to a not doing miracles, God. He's given gifts to people. People are receiving miraculous gifts. So I would say that I would say that the biggest thing in the church is that it's not just a head knowledge. It's not just a heart knowledge. It's a practical knowledge where you go out, you lay hands on the sick, you pray for miracles. You speak in tongues. I think ignoring that whole miraculous side of God is one of the biggest deceptions in the church. There will be false miracles because, because it says in the end times there will be deceptions. But there can't be the fault, the counterfeit unless there's the original and the truth. So the truth of God is still going on. God's word is still going forward as he wrote it through his people and we can connect with that. We can be practical people like Jesus sent out his disciples to preach the gospel, heal the sick, raise the dead people, cleanse the lepers, cast out devils. And we neglected all that. And I think that's why the world has crashed in on the church because the church is acting so much like the world and we don't have to. I love it. Miracles still do happen even in the present day. And all of your thoughts here just come to mind that you get what you get out what you put into it. And if someone out there is feeling that crisis of their faith or they feel like they're not really getting as much out of their whole like religious experience as they should, it seems like the answer is to go all in because if it's just something you're dabbling with or just like a hobby, then you won't get very much back and you'll be unsatisfied. It's like when they teach you to swing a bat in baseball, they say swing it through. Or I'm not, I never did like karate or anything, but they teach when you throw a punch, don't just hit what you hit through it. And so with everything in life, go all in and take your faith seriously and make it a part of your everyday life. Don't just be like so many people who just do the reading or just show up on at church. And then when they leave church, they're back to being their own terrible people. Consider these thoughts and think these things through and absorb it into your whole lifestyle so that way you can actually get to where you want to be as far as your inner peace and your spirituality. So this is a great conversation we're having here, Janet. And as we're getting into these last few minutes of our conversation, is there anything you feel like we left out or anything you want to work in here or just a really important message in these last few minutes to make sure that we get on the recordings. Anything come up to mind as far as lasting, profound advice? Yeah, one thing does is coming to mind. I think the Holy Spirit's just prompting me. Jesus said, he said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. We're, we're God's children. We're following Jesus and we are denying ourselves and taking up our cross. It's a daily walk every day it's not just sunday as you say it's not just the high holidays christmas easter it's every day god loves his people and he wants to fellowship with them every day 
and he wants us to be his, we're his chosen ones. We're called to be a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. He's translated us out of the dominion of darkness into his marvelous light. And we're to be the light bearers in the world. You are the light of the world, he said, a city hidden on a hill. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. So the churches, you'll see the church rising. You will see the true people of God shining like lights in this dark time. And I want to help people to be true followers of Jesus. And if I can encourage them and exhort them in some way, I'd love to do that. That is a positive message. And that is what we need to hear right now so that way we can take these better actions, make these better choices. And if someone is watching or listening to this, Janet, and they say, Janet has a lot of good ideas and I want to follow her and I want to listen to more of what she has to say. How can someone connect with you and how can someone find you and just stay in contact so that way they can get more of this? They can go to www.JanetLathamTalks and we can talk on a Zoom meeting and find out what those people need and how I can help them. And I will be starting to make some short videos of some of the teaching things and some of the things I've learned and some of my experiences. Fantastic. And that website is, as you said, JanetLathamTalks.com. So we'll spell that out. That's J-A-N-E-T-L-A-T-H-A-M-T-A-L-K-S.com. That is JanetLathamTalks.com. If you want to have this sort of continuing conversation with Janet, if you say, I feel tired, disillusioned, not feeling good, directionless, it is time to reassess and to listen to that higher power and to accept the help that is being given to you because you don't need to make it so hard on yourself. You can get help. At the very beginning of our talk, Janet, you talked about the importance of that support system. And so many people are out there just either have a bad support system of all these terrible, negative, unhelpful people, or even worse, they're trying to go it alone. And that just, it seems ridiculous to me. So they need to be contacting you, talking to you at JanetLathamTalks.com. And we will see you there. And we're looking forward to some of those short motivational videos as well, Janet. Do you have any final parting words of advice or should we just say go to the website and that's the next step? I just want to say the Lord bless you, Robert. Thank you very much. 